We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Good morning. Happy Tuesday. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi. And fellas, we've got uh, some big news in the world of hockey with uh, three major retirements today. Zdeno Chara, P.K. Subban, and Keith Yandel all calling it a career. We're going to talk about that. We have the uh, top-rated right wings in NHL 23, which comes out next month. Uh, and you're going to guess that Patrick Kane, yes, is on that list. We'll tell you where he is. And he's probably going to be the only Hawk on any of these top 10 lists uh, before this game comes out. And for Top Shelf Tuesday, in the spirit of that list, we're going to get into some of our favorite uh, hockey and sports video games uh, and video game athletes uh, for the last half of the show. So that should be some fun, too. But, fellas, let's start with the news of the day. Uh, Zdeno Chara, P.K. Subban, and Keith Yandel all calling it a career today. And when you add Duncan Keith into that list of offseason defensemen who have retired, that is 4,879 games, 505 playoff games. Uh, that's a hell of a top four right there. And and what, four Norris trophies? Yeah. I think. Keith Didn't has... Char win more than one? Oh, that's a good question. Let's see. Well, Subban won one. He's got one. He won it in 13. I feel like... Uh... Chara had to win at least one, right? Yeah, I think I so. One, one. Let's uh, see here. Da, da, da. First Norris was Sub- for him. Was... Subban in 2013. Chara in 2009. That was his only one, though. Okay. So, That's so, crazy, so four. So two for Keith, Subban, and Chara. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess today was the designated day. If you're a defenseman and you're over 35, the NHL tells you to get lost. Apparently. <laughs> it's just kind of strange. Strange. I was doing Twitter this morning, and it was like, "Oh man, PK Subban retired." We were just talking about him yesterday and why right. he doesn't have a PTO. And then there's Char, and there's Yandel. It's like, okay, uh, who's next? You know, yeah. is, I'm trying to think of other like veteran defensemen. Like, is Jack yeah. Johnson gonna uh, uh, <laughs> announce his retirement today too? Please, just oh, just, no, just kidding, kidding. Blackhawks. I'm, <laughs> I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Couldn't some team have found the Arizona Coyotes to take on these contracts at some point? Come on. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you, you, know. you would think, yeah. Well, they got fewer seats to sit these guys in the press box now, so they can't take them on. That's true. Yeah, it's uh, I'm looking man, at it, 
free agent defenseman right now. It's yeah. it's kind of crazy that Chara and Subban ret- retire on the same day as those guys were. They were the heart of that Bruins Canadians rivalry for the first, you know, for the early 2010s. They had some, you know, some playoff series, and that rivalry's always heated. Um, you know, PK was a master at getting um, other fan bases and other teams to hate him. Um, some yeah. of those for, you know, things that he had control of, others for reasons he had no control over. Um, but just the game's going to miss his personality. I'm, I'm sure he's got a TV deal set. He's already did stuff with ESPN last year. And... He, yeah, he's got a thing like, uh, like Peyton and Eli have their, like their Peyton's places, Eli's places things. I think Subban's doing something like that with ESPN. Yeah. And it's, I remember smart. they, they announced it. It said like, regard, regardless of his playing status, he's going to be doing this show. <laughs> yeah. Meaning if he had a contract or not. So oh, yeah, cool. I think he's going to, Think he's going to be doing that, so that's what well, automatically beats anything the Mannings do because Subban has a personality instead of those two mouth breathing <laughs> dopes. Oh, I, think I like those guys. I like Peyton. Uh, Peyton's fun. They're boring. Peyton's, he is a dry. He, he is a dry sense of humor. But when he hosted SNL, I was really impressed. Like he actually did a, yeah, a he solid was funny. job. He has good comic timing. But did you see the Eli thing? The Chad Powers video. Yeah, he did a he did a disguised walk on uh, practice at Penn State or something. Yeah, yeah. They're that try- was, they're try- that was all right. I think Peyton is trying to pry some personality out of Eli. Like I could tell he knows it's there, but he's just shy to show it. Um, yeah. But the Manning cast thing is cool. And I would like to see if, if the NHL ever thought of doing something like that, like, hey, watch the alternate broadcast on ESPN Plus and PK Subban is going to be there with some buddies watching the game and commenting on it. That would be really fun. That would be cool. That's the sort of insight we never have seen yeah. in hockey before. Yeah. So make that happen. Get PK and uh, Zdeno Chara together. That'd be fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is a guy that's got a really good personality too. That I don't think you see it a lot. He's actually uh, uh, very good friends with our guy Marion Hosa. Uh, they're yeah, good they're buddies. Like so neighbors, aren't they? Living they're neighbors. Yeah, pretty much. They're na- yeah. neighbors in Slovakia. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, they're like. I know a lot of people got mad that like Char was at Hosta's like Stanley Cup parties, especially the year after they beat Boston. People were like, "How do you go to that?" Like, because he can, and you tell yeah, him, right? <laughs> Why not? Right. Uh, I saw. Speaking of that, Sidney Crosby was talking about how hammered he got at Nathan McKinnon's cup party, which is funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, Char- those two are like good buddies too. Yeah. So Chara ends with uh, one thousand six hundred and eighty NHL games played. That's good for seventh. You guys want to take a stab at the uh, six ahead of him? One, two. All time game play? Though? Yeah. Among one defenseman. Two, it's, it's 1680. 1680. So one, two, three. So obviously <clears throat> six ahead of him. Uh, oddly enough, all of them forwards. Well, we know it's Patrick Marlowe. That's correct. Oh, I thought you were saying defenseman. Okay. No, this is all time. All time. Patrick yeah. Marlowe. Yep. Uh, Marlowe. That's two. Mark Messier. That's three. You got him in a row so far. Yarmir Yager. That's four. And uh, who's uh, number five? Uh, Mark Recchi? Nope. One Joe Thornton? Is, Joe Thornton is is uh one, two, three, four. He is sixth all time. So you're missing okay. one. This guy played in the golden era for us. He was the third wheel on a really good team. And if he was on any other team, he would be uh, 
spoken in the same breath as some of the all-time greats. He is a... Is he still... Third third wheel in the golden era. Yeah. Hmm. He is a current uh, general manager in the game. Wait. Current general manager. It's not Bill Guerin. Nope. It's this. Not, you're not all gonna Joe kick Sackick. yourself in the balls when you hear this. You said he played for us. No, no, no. He played in the oh. golden era, like for our oh. age. Is it Ron Francis? Oh, it is Ron Francis. Ron yeah, Francis. okay. Yeah, that's a good, good call. Yeah. So I would have stumbled across that eventually. Yeah. Yeah. So in order: Marlowe, Howe, Messier, Yager, Francis, Thornton, Chara. There's your top. Yeah. Pretty good company. Yeah. And uh, the way Chara played that for that the, for him to play as many games. Uh, just based on you know the physical style and just being as big as he is, guys who are that big bodies usually don't last long, right? Um, you know, and and anything you know, sports or not, like you, you, the human body is that's not normal for it to be that large, and then to be that large and be a professional athlete in one of the most physically grueling sports possible, and to do it for as long as he did, that's that's Hall of Fame if you ask me. I mm-hmm. mean. Uh, out of these three guys, if you look at Yandel, he retires with the most consecutive game played record, I believe. Yep. He holds that at 989, I believe the record is. That's which right. Our guy, Phil, our guy Phil will be uh, closing in on shortly. Um, yeah. But out of those three guys, I think Char is a Hall of Famer. I'm not sure about PK. PK is like that. No, PK I don't is think that so. Hall of Very Good, but not Hall of Fame. He never... Never got the cup. I mean, he got the Predators yeah. to the he got the Predators to the Cup final uh, in 2017. Um, but yeah, yeah. I don't think, and and Yandel's another one of those guys that was always like for years he was like that guy you like got in fantasy because you're like oh yeah he gets points as a defenseman let's pick him up. Um, <laughs> but I think Chara is is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, just just everything we mentioned, all those games played. Uh, a Norris Trophy, a Stanley Cup, just it, it, just being that size and being that good was was one of a kind. You can't think of anybody else like that. Yeah, I'm trying to look at a list and see if I can find Norris Trophy winners not in the Hall of Fame, and this is a very difficult list to find. So I'm sure. I mean, hockey's been around forever, so I'm sure there are some, but. Uh, it feels like when you win those major awards, sometimes that can help you help your mm-hmm. argument a little bit. So it does, know. but no, but the the people who are going to uh, detract Subban is saying he won his Norris Trophy in a short season. Yeah, um, true. Which has a little bit of merit to it, I think. Um, but yeah, I don't. Um, yeah. I put him in the Hall of Very Good, not the Hall of Fame, but. It's, Chara for sure gets there. Yeah, I think Chara's first ballot. There's no doubt. Plus, yeah. it, you think about the markets he played in and you know the cups and all that. Like, I think that's a no-brainer. Cup, yeah, you, he's he's a Norris winner. He's a Cup winner. Played the majority of his career in Boston. Is the uh, all-time career leader in games played for defensemen. Like, that's I think that's that's going to be a, a pretty big. Uh, that'd be a pretty big omission if he was not uh, if he was not included at all. Yeah, by the way, you mentioned uh, Phil Kessel on the Ironman streak, 982 for Kessel. So he's uh, seven behind Keith Yandel. But 
if he gets healthy scratched by Vegas, that streak's over. That's what happened to Yandel, right? Didn't he get healthy scratched? No, he was going to. Q he, was going to do it for opening night, and then they talked him out of it. Oh. They bullied him out of it, basically. Yeah, they basically, like, everybody was like, what is wrong with you? Like, don't then, do that. But then he he got the record, and then it was basically like, okay, you've you've got the record, and now you're no longer serviceable here. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Phil in Vegas, I, I can't I can't see him being edged out of the lineup. Like he's still going to be, I would think, pretty pretty good. You know, um, I think he's I you know he, he's 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 spoken about coming to a team that's actually going to be competitive. I'm probably thinking that that's going to light a little bit of a fire under him uh just to be like hey i'm not i'm no longer just kind of coasting in arizona um i'm actually going to be competitive in vegas and and it's i don't know i i I feel like there's unless he's egregiously has taken a many steps back by playing in in arizona for for the at this portion of his career i'd imagine he sticks in, in vegas's lineup and is actually you know a solid contributor middle six uh option out there yeah when you look at there i'm just looking at the roster on um cap friendly it, yeah it, it does seem like there will certainly be an opportunity for him to play most nights unless he's terrible you know right unless he just has all of a sudden lost everything he's ever had um right. you know which you know it happens sometimes it happens overnight right like guys just don't have it anymore um mm-hmm. but i mean look the iron he's he's close to the iron man streak they're not gonna they're not gonna not let him get that record in Vegas. There's right. no way. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure that was part of the deal. Like, hey, make sure you play me the first eight games of the year, and then after that, we'll roll the dice. Like, well, yeah, sure we'll, we'll take it. Part of it. I'll take an extra. I'll take a million less than I probably should be getting for you to guarantee you're going to let me set the record, and then we'll move on from there. Right. It's funny. Uh, like back- Doug Jarvis's record stands for so long, and then you've got yeah. two guys in back-to-back years uh, passing him. Better, yeah. I think that's and Cogliano probably would have broke it too yeah. if he didn't get that suspension a couple years ago. I think that speaks to think... like the technology and the the medicine and the the training differences yeah. of you know like hey uh, well, our trainer is a part time uh, you know dog walker to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the game's not nearly as physical as it was True. back when Jarvis played in the eighties and nineties. You can't do most of the stuff those guys had to endure. You can't steal chair um, people anymore. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. Back to your. I did find one former retired uh, Norris Trophy winner that did not is not in the Hall of Fame. Uh, there's not many that I could tell here, but Randy Carlisle mm-hmm. uh, won the Norris Trophy mm-hmm. in 1981, um, and he is not in the Hall of Fame. So there we go. There's one guy, Randy Carlisle, who of course has um, gone on to a somewhat successful coaching career. Regular season, at didn't least. He, he uh, didn't he win the cup with the Ducks in oh, 07? Was he the head coach? I thought that was Babcock. No, wasn't that Babcock no. got them to the final in in uh, right. 03, I yeah. believe. Um, let me see. It here. was Randy Carlisle. Yep, it yeah. was. Yes. So yeah, I guess that would be considered as that's what got him uh, eleven more years of coaching. Yeah, yeah. You win one cup, you get an automatic decade of 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 coaching yeah. experience. You know what? Career sure. uh, five seventy six win percentage. He was four seventy five, three thirty four, and one fifteen overall. So not too bad. I mean, that's that's solid. That's pretty good. Not terrible. Yeah. So yeah. Not terrible. I mean, so yeah. 
Seems that's like one, one guy. I'm sure there's a couple others, but that's the first one I found that yeah, jumped I'm, off the list. Going, that guy's I, not in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I'm looking at the I'm looking at the list too, and there's a lot of Hall of Famers on here. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, considering that for like a decade it was only Bobby Orr who won the award. Yeah, right. Yeah, sixty-eight to seventy-five, all Bobby Orr. But yeah. yeah, Red Kelly, Doug Harvey, Tom Johnson, Pierre Pilat, uh Jacques Lapierre, Harry Howell, Bobby Orr for seven years, uh, Dennis Popfin, very Larry Robinson. There's he might Randy be the Carlisle. only one. He might be the only one of the re- non-active guys yeah. that aren't in it. Doug Wilson, Rob Langway, Paul Coffey, Ray Bork, Chris Chelios, Brian Leach. Rob Blake, uh, oh, Al nope, I, found a, I found another one. Jacques Lapierre. He's not in it. Oh, he is. Never mind. Disregard. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say a Norris winner with the Montreal Canadiens in the sixties. I feel like I feel like that's an automatic. No, he's, I was I was I was um, distracted by his uh, offset eyeballs in his picture on Hockey <laughs> Reference. There, he's literally looking in two uh, opposite directions. That's how he won so, the Norris. You can't get yeah, past that. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he was able to cover the left and right wing without <laughs> moving. Uh, that's mean. His that's his uh, his vision <laughs> rating his vision rating in NHL is one hundred. You can see the entire ice. Uh, well, that's a solid segue as any. So let's move on to our uh, our part of our Top Shelf Tuesday topic. But first, want to remind everybody that PointsBet is bringing you a better way to bet live on games this football season, which means before I could read this ad to you on a Sunday, you'd be able to place a live same-game parlay, bet on the next drive to be a touchdown, and cash out on your live second half over bet. With PointsBet, you have access to more live football markets more than ever before. Build the perfect live same-game parlay by combining your favorite bets anytime during the game. That includes spreads, totals, player props, and more. Choose the outcome of the next drive and the next points with PointsBet Lightning Bets. So whether you're on the move or on the couch, do it live on PointsBet. Download the PointsBet app today. Use the code CHGO when you sign up, and you'll get your two First two risk, I'm sorry, you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. What's, how do you even make betting on sports better? How about betting on a game that you're actually at that you saved a ton of money getting tickets to? And for that, you can go check out our friends over at Game Time Tickets. Game Time is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sporting events, concerts, and shows. Have you ever dreamed that you can of sitting in a seat that you thought you never could of a 50-yard line seat, say at a Chicago-Houston football game this hmm. Sunday? Maybe right on the glass at a Hawks game? Well, it's possible with the Game Time app. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found on the seats you thought you could never buy. You will not find a better deal this season on your Blackhawks tickets. Game Time is created by fans for the fans and guarantees the lowest price. So if you love CHGO, then you'll love Game Time. And the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link that you'll find in all of our podcast descriptions Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. I've told people that have asked me all offseason, what's the best way to get Blackhawks tickets? Well, I've always told them, pick out the day you want to go and then wait till like an hour before game time. Use the Game Time app and then get your tickets. You're going to save a ton of money. Uh, just great deals that can't be beat. So once again, wherever you're listening to our podcast, Scroll down in the in the description. You'll find a link there 
for game time. Click it, buy some tickets, help us out, and have a great time. Yeah. And you could definitely buy some tickets to that game uh, for the Bears. Or, or I'm sorry, Chicago versus Houston <laughs> professional football tilt at the, the Field of Soldiers this Sunday. Because <laughs> um, you can join us at the corner of Michigan and Roosevelt. Well, not actually at the corner, but in the parking lot that's at that intersection. <laughs> and uh, join us for a tailgate, the first ever CHGO Bears football tailgate. Uh, you want to talk about deals. $34. Got to buy a ticket before you show up, but it's 34 bucks. You get all you can eat, all you can drink. There'll be a DJ with live music. We'll have some games, lots of fun. Um, a lot of our CHGO uh, personalities will be there. We're looking forward to hanging out with you guys. So 34 bucks gets you one heck of a party this Sunday. It's going to be a nice day on Sunday too. Um, so it's one of the few tailgating opportunities where it's going to be nice out. So you should take advantage of that. Uh, go to allchgo.com and you'll see the banner there to click on to get your tickets. Are you guys going? Yeah. I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm yeah, going to be there gonna too. It's going to be fun. I, We're going to be there. I looked up parking uh, prices and unfortunately the game time app does not have parking on it. Nah. Uh, the closest, cheapest spot, $70. <laughs> so yeah. I'll be taking the Metro Electric. Uh, as I do, and jumping off at the museum campus and, and and hoofing it over there. But looking forward to seeing everybody out there. It's going to be a great time. Uh, come uh, hang out and drink some yeah. beers and eat some encased meats. It's going to be a great always, time. Yes. Always a good time. Yeah. All right. So, Mario, yesterday uh, after the show, like, like right after the show, actually, you sent us the uh, EA Sports NHL 23 has uh, published their uh, ratings for what I saw so far is the top 10 right wings and then the top 10 fastest wings. Um, so they also have, uh, yeah, they also have their left wings as oh, well. Interesting. So they and covered, they, they covered all the wings and they just put out defensemen. Spoiler, no Blackhawks on there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you one stab at who the fastest defenseman is though. Hmm. Mm. Don't think too hard. <laughs> Connor Murphy. Uh, no. Wow, you nailed it on the first try. <laughs> Same initials. Uh, K- <laughs> yeah. yeah. There you go. Speaking of Norris winners. Yep. Kale McCarr, 96 speed. Fastest defenseman. Yeah, that's that's uh, hard to uh hard to argue there. I think they undersold him. It's it's it, these these ratings are always so interesting for like speed. Because it's just like, yeah, like the guys who are the fastest easily stand out Connor McDavid Kale McCarr like these guys easily stand out as like straight line speed but they had uh they had the fastest wings and on there at 92 speed is Patrick Kane and also on there at 92 speed is Alex Dabrinka and I get that these guys are quick fast skaters but as far as straight line speed, are they really the, the in the top ten of fastest wings? See, like I, I can't, I can't think, I can't think of too many examples where, at least recently, where DeBrincat and Kane were like speeding straight line down the wing and like burned a guy. Like I can't really think of too many examples where that was the case. I think part of unless this, I'm wrong, I don't know. Part of this might be having to like, you know, because it's a lot more complex than it was like in the Sega Genesis games, right? Um, so there's now mm-hmm. you have like 
maybe 15 categories of statistics. And if you need to make... Yeah, it's good in depth. Because if you look at Patrick Kane, like his attributes, like he's not a hard hitter. He's not a... You know what I mean? Like he's not a good defender. So all these things are going to yeah. tank his ratings. So I feel like they need to find a way to, A, make his rating good enough, right? And B, mm-hmm. when you actually are using him in the game, make him be as effective as he would be in the NHL. So I think they probably do right. speed up a little bit to give him a little bit of an advantage. Because, yeah, he is not mm-hmm. one of the 10. Fa- and look, who knows? If they if you lined up you know, 15 right wingers at the, at the goal line and had him race to the other, who knows how fast Patrick Kane would be? But you're right. We never see him really like, wow, Patrick Kane just blasted by a guy. It's usually stick handling yeah. through somebody or being in the right place at the right time or just having that, you know, those instincts that he has that are so much higher than anybody else. Uh, but yeah, speed's never really been a thing, especially when the puck's going the other way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. That's when that imaginary piano shows up again. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, speed is not something I, I think of when I think of Alex Debrinkit. Like, yeah. Do they, do they consider speed and quickness the same thing? Because they're quick. Well, there's an agility I would exactly rating. There's, there's, an, there's an agility rating. So I would think for, for Kane and for Dabrinka, those agility ratings would be high, higher right. than speed. I, I, would, I would imagine because that's, that's more of their game is being able to be more elusive than straight line just skating past somebody. That's what I But yeah, think I think... I, I think, Jay, to your point about, you know, equalizing the ratings so that some of these guys are some of the best players overall, they do have to, you know, balance things out because Patrick Kane's, I'm sure his defensive awareness rating tanks his overall. So right. they have to think, okay, he he, he provides nothing defensively, but he, his offensive skills and his hands and whatnot need to, elevate him up to you know the level where he where he should be now the level where he should be and the level where he is in this uh upcoming nhl 23 game uh i think are very different spots because if you saw yesterday ea sports uh the the top 10 right wings in the game uh patrick kane is the number one right wing in ea nhl 2023 with a 93 overall rating, uh, beating out second place at 92, Nikita Kucherov, uh, third place, 91, uh, and fourth place, 91, Miko Rantanen and David Pasternak. I love Patrick Kane. <laughs> I think he is one of the mo- he is one of the most fun players to to watch and to play with in the game. He is not the best right winger. In the NHL right now, he is very much not. And the fact that he is the highest rated right wing overall. And when you look at the left wing ratings, the top three are all 92 overall. Jonathan Huberdo, Artemi Panarin and Alex Ovechkin, meaning of all wingers in the NHL right now in the video game, Patrick Kane is rated the highest winger in the game. That ain't true. Yeah, I don't. It's categorically I, I, not true. And the fact they have Alex Debrinkit sixth and right wingers, even though he's played nothing but left wing the last he's a left wing. Couple at least they singers. don't have him as a center anymore. They fixed they true. fixed that. Mark Stone at number seven. No, he's not the seventh best right winger in hockey. Uh, I don't yeah. agree with that. 
Even they even got Vladimir Tarasenko in the top ten. You know what year is this? Um, <laughs> Two thousand fifteen, apparently. Yeah, but I mean, I get I get it. They're not they're not fantasy guys. They're not they're 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 top ten in their video game. So I I I guess, but. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, don't I, just, agree. I don't agree with those. The rankings. people in the comments really seem to agree with this list. Oh yeah, <laughs> they're like, yeah, I I, I'm gonna murder I, your family. Like, geez, I tweeted it easy, out, folks. I tweeted it out. I said Patrick Kane is the number one right wing in the game. I'm sure everyone agrees with that, right? <laughs> like, um, you know what's good I mean, though? It will make the Hawks somewhat playable this year in the game because that. Yeah. Otherwise, hey, I don't know, you know where what? Sam Lafferty falls on the list, but. uh you're gonna win the cup with them anyway because you're a coaching genius so um you know what this all this is is just extra bargaining leverage for kyle davidson at the trade (laughs) deadline like hey (laughs) ea sports says he's the best right winger in the game have you seen that extra first round pick yeah exactly (laughs) 96 speed mfers how you gonna how you gonna argue with the with uh the nhl ratings right yeah Yeah, i mean this just just drives his trade value through the roof i gotta say sports Playing the game over the years, I play every year. I am a suck. I've played it every year since it's come out on the Genesis. I love it. It's, I know it is yeah. highly flawed. I'm I, a sucker for it. I feel like you have to give the EA NHL crew a little bit of uh, leeway because they don't have a huge budget to work with. It's clearly not a priority uh, property for EA, so they kind of have to just do what they can do with what they have. It should be better, and I wish that 2K or somebody would jump in and offer some competition. But um, I still enjoy playing it every year, right? I have to say, like, to me, Patrick Kane has never been that great of a video game player for me. He's always been, I mean, you know, like if I play through a season, he'll be among my team leaders just because he's on the ice a lot. But I've never found him to be like the dominant hockey video game character that he seems like he should be. Right. Like when you look at the tool set and you look at the way they they rank him, you would think Patrick Kane would be this unstoppable force in video games. And for me, anyway, he just hasn't been. I don't know. It's weird. It's, it's there's there's weird guys that always seem to, you know, we all remember, you know, Jeremy Roenick in NHL 94 is mm-hmm. it's like he's the Michael Vick in Madden. Right. It's almost like cheating to use him because, yeah, back then when you had six categories or seven categories of ratings, Roenick was high in all of them. So he was the perfect player, but it was so weird. I The guy that would always kill me in video games, in the NHL games, was was uh, Slava Kozlov. It's just the way, mm. Anytime I would play the Red Wings, <laughs> he, he would have like two goals and two assists on me. Every It was the strangest thing. Yeah. The strangest thing. But yeah, Patrick Kane's never been that uh, that dominant for me. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I feel like in I feel like in in recent years the NHL game has has done a better job of making the the players that are rated higher and that have like those standout skills they've made them stand out more because you know th- there's more categories there's more things that that certain players can be specifically better at and I remember you know a a, a number of years ago maybe almost ten years ago um, you could stick handle just as fast with a guy like Patrick Kane as you could with like a guy like John Scott. Like I remember there was a YouTube <laughs> video where someone was like, I'm, I'm, I'm just doing the back and forth, like stick handling and they're going at the same pace. And I'm like, John Scott would lose that puck in a second. Like, but they've done so much to, to change that. And I think I'm, I'm excited to play the, the, the new version, the newest version. 
because they've made a point in in the last few years to be like the best players at specific skills feel like the best players at those skills. So so Connor McDavid, I'm sure, is going to be the fastest player in the game mm-hmm. um, unless they make him and Makar the same speed. But even either way, Makar and McDavid straight line speed, you're going to see it in the game. You're going to feel it in the game. Patrick Kane, I'm sure the stick handling mechanic is going to make him feel like the best stick handler in the game, which is which is what it what it should do. Um, but, but then you, you kind of get into the weeds with like some of these guys who are like, just like, like, I think about like a Mark stone, like how do you, his best thing that he does is, is the defensive aspect as a forward. How do you make that stand out to where, you know, he, where he feels like using him as a two-way guy defensively feels important because in, in the video game, it's got, it's kind of just like most of the time forwards, you don't really think about them defensively unless they're centers and you're, you know, you, it's, it's the Selkie problem. Right. But like, how do you, how do you make that stand out? And I, I think the game has done a good job of like trying to, trying to make those skills stand out. I think, um, I didn't play the last, the last version just because, uh, it was released right when I had my daughter. Yeah, so priorities in life, things, <laughs> things were a little, a little different, but, um, you know, the the like spe- specific like X factors and stuff that they had. I think they added that into where, you know, certain guys would be a lot better at, at like intercepting pucks or like if they do a saucer pass, it's like way more accurate than than anyone else. Like things like that. Yeah. Seth Jones um, had the uh, puck interception uh, X factor. And yeah. it was fun, like you'd play with him and anytime he'd be like in the in the crease and they drew a cross ice pass. He'd intercept and the octopus would pop up over his head. Like that was the kind of <laughs> like the, the icon for it. And I will yeah. say the X Factor thing they added last year, last year was the best I've ever played with Patrick Kane because he has like tape to tape as one of them. So he's a great passer. And I think there's a stick handling one, which I can't recall the name of. Um, yeah. And as you use these guys and do these things, you it does like you can see it activate like on the icon. So they did do a better job last year of making the star players feel like star players. Cause basically yeah. what it's doing is just in that moment, boosting the ratings. Right. Right. So they're giving you just that moment of like, Oh, he's a superstar at doing this specific skill. So he's going to stand out. Yeah. So I think for like a defensive forward, you're talking about Mark stone, probably his, his poke check is probably a little more effective than your average players, you know, where you try it and will work more often or yeah. he finishes checks better, you know, those sort of things. But I, I, I don't envy the people that make these games, especially like people are really hard on the EA series. Uh, and, and look, like it's you're paying 60, 70 bucks for a game. You have the right to speak out about it. But a game like hockey has to be incredibly difficult to program because so many things are happening. Yeah. In, in the, in the, in, you know, in a shift or whatever, there's bounces, there's, deflections there's re- like all these things are have to be programmed into a game whereas like okay you play madden and you've got the line play you've got the route running but once a pass is thrown only so many things can happen with that pass right the defender's area can deflect it intercept it receiver catches it drops it that's it right in mm-hmm. hockey there's so many outcomes every single moment that it's got to be a really difficult task to program so i do excuse a little bit um that they're not able to just completely reinvent the wheel every year. Yeah. I, I haven't played the NHL series since uh, 18 was the last one I got. I kind of just got 
bored with it. It was a lot of the same thing over and over again. And it, it started to become too complicated for me, all these different deeks and stuff. And then they just, they kind of only pay attention to the online stuff. I don't play the online games. I just want to either do a dynasty or I love the be a pro mode where you can play in juniors and you, you play the game only your shifts. You know, I like that stuff. So I haven't gotten it in a while, but I'll get it this year and give it a, give it a whirl and see what kind of improvements there are. But I just, I, I'm not into the, and it's kind of, you know, sp uh, soured me on a lot of sports games. I'm not into like the actual like simulation of a game. I don't need to like control the guy's left and right legs. Like I just want <laughs> to move him in a direction, pass or shoot. Like I just like it yeah. simple. Like I'm an old school guy. I just, I don't care about it being super realistic. I just want it to be fun and easy to play. And it seemed like a lot of these sports games, they're getting so over thought out and you got to use nine buttons just to move a guy you know it's it's just just let me use the arrow to point him where he <laughs> goes where i point him yeah. and he shoots the puck when i ask him to that's all i want well i think it, i think they have the the gameplay game style and controls that mimic like nhl 94 is what, what kind of what you're talking about in 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 the updated game you get like seven yeah i know they way, have yeah. they have very yeah. variation settings but i think what what i think what ea could do and what would be very smart for them from a business standpoint is is just release a like i don't know 999 version of nhl 23 where it's just like simplified like you basically have like an nhl 94 but it's all the updated guys all the updated you know, all, all the the it's it's basically NHL 23, but just the bare bones simplified, like play now, simple dynasty uh, and, and all the controls are just simplified. Like, I think they yeah. would be smart to kind of separate that and be like, here's a, a little thing for here's for, a version for old guys that don't have the time yeah. to figure out all these controls. See, now, that's <laughs> interesting because, you know, as we see all these sports games and all games really moving to like these microtransactions where, you know, if you're going to play yeah. hockey ultimate team, you're going to at least probably pay for the upgraded version of the game. So your team doesn't suck for the first three months and sap yeah. the life out of you. So you get a head start on building your team. Um, but games like, you know, call of duty Warzone is hugely popular. That game is free. Warzone is free. So you can go do mm -hmm. their, you know, the, I, it's like the Fortnite model, like the battle Fortnite, Royale model. Yeah. Um, but then you can buy into their battle pass and buy weapons and do microtransactions yeah. that way. Maybe that's the way games are headed and say, look, we're going to give you the bare bones version of this and it, and you can put as much money into it as you'd like. And for me, like for a game like Warzone that I play now and again, I'm not great at it. I've had some top 10 finishes like that's as good as I've done fine, sure. but like, all right, well, the game was free. So maybe I'll pay, you know, five or 10 bucks here and there to make my character a little better or, Oh, cool. That guy looks like the, like I saw there's like the ghost from scream is like one of the costumes. <laughs> like that's cool. I'll pop five ninety nine for that. Cause the game is free. You right. Know? So I don't know. I think the game companies in general are going to have to kind of reinvent the way they sell things um, and promote things and, and honestly release them. Cause so many people don't even go buy the hard disc anymore. No. So that should theoretically no. take some money off the cost, right? They want to mass produce all these games. Um, right. I, I don't know. It's an interesting concept of like, yeah, like NHL 23, like the simple version or what you just do is EA sports NHL. And every year it just keeps updating 
And as you, you know, as mm-hmm. you add more features and you find more tech, you update it with a patch and then people just kind of keep paying into it as they go, right? Oh, pay for, you know, it's $20 for the uh, 23 update, you know, with right. new uniforms and new, all the trades are made and all that stuff. I feel like a lot more people would, would get into it if you're, if you're not asking for, you know, 70 bucks off the hop. That's tough for people yeah. to do. And I know it costs right. a lot more to produce a game these days, but it's almost like, I don't know if you make it affordable, more people are going to do it. And then in the microtransactions are going to make all the difference. Like yeah. I, I, every year I'm on the fence about NBA 2K. Mm-hmm. But I, like I'm not, it's a great game. I just don't love basketball or know it that well. But now and again, I want to play it. So there should be some kind of free mode or trial mode or whatever that I can do and yeah. see if I like it. I don't know. Yeah. Like like the, like the uh, websites, you get 10 games free before you got to buy it. You know, like yeah. when you get, when you go to the, whatever the sun times and you get five free articles before you have to get a subscription, do mm-hmm. something like that. You can download the game for free and then play five or 10 full games. And then you got to pay for it if you want to keep going. So EA has this thing called EA play, which I believe is it's either 1999 or 2999 a year. And it gives you five days early access to all the games that come out from EA and then you get 10 hours of gameplay. So like Madden comes out, you can try that's like, I had no intention of buying Madden this year and I did the EA play trial and I'm like, all right, this is significantly better than it has been. So I got it. Yeah. Um, and I think that helped them a lot. Right. Cause a lot of people are like, screw this. I'm never buying this again. Right. And then they improve it and they, and they get to see, and then like towards, I would say maybe like July or August NHL or yeah, probably like July. NHL 22 became free on EA Play. So you could just download it and play it. Right. So after, you know, a certain amount of time, the games become free. So if you're willing to pop that per year, 30 bucks per year to just give all the EA games a try, some, something like that. Like that, I think that's a, a decent model that can work. Yeah, I think we're, he- we're heading that direction where asking people to buy a $70 disc every year. I know a lot of people download it. I still buy the disc just because it slows everything down. It takes seven days to download some of these <laughs> games. I just want to play it. Even right. when you buy the discs, you pop it in and you're still downloading you crap down- for two days. Oh. It's it's yeah. It's so annoying. Just what happened to the game the days where you, here I go, here comes the old man get off my lawn routine again. But <laughs> what happened to the days where you just put a freaking game in the console and you just played it? And it's ready to go. You yeah, just yeah. go. Well now the like, new thing I, is you get a sports game and like okay, like Madden, you download Madden, and then they make you play a, like a game you don't want to play first. Like you had to play yeah. the Super Bowl or this year it was actually pretty cool. They did like a tribute to John Madden. So it was like two all Madden teams played each other when you launched the oh, game. That's cool. And then throughout the game, the commentators are telling you all about John Madden's life, like his career. There's like a special halftime show. So that was actually something I was interested in doing. That was actually that's pretty cool. Because cool. it was like yeah. Brett Favre and, you know, Chris Carter, like all those guys. And uh, so you get to play with some of the legends. Barry Sanders, I think, was one of them. Um, nice. So that was cool. But usually it's like you have to play as the I, I always remember the first time they did this was the Steelers and Cardinals after that Super Bowl. I'm like, I don't want to play this game. Let me play Bears and Packers. It's what I do first every year. Don't right, force yeah. me to play this game. 
<laughs> so, did uh did in that all madden game did brett Favre get uh subpoenaed at halftime <laughs> that's a special <laughs> halftime show I mean, uh, you gotta FBI be realistic agent, you gotta go for it man yeah fbi agent parachutes onto the field and just like grabs brett by the waist and then just gets like you know uh what do you like batman's his little gun yeah that shoots him up in <laughs> the air yep that was yeah. it yeah <laughs> that's a that's authentic man i like there that. there you go oh, yeah I, yeah i think I think there's there's definitely a lot of ways where, you know, the the game experience can improve. And I think with the NHL series, they've they've done that uh, in the last few seasons, last few years, a little bit. I know they 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 promoted this massive overhaul of like the be a pro mode or whatever, which is a mode that like like Greg was talking about. I don't play a lot of the the online modes, the the world of Chell and all that stuff. I don't do that. I like playing franchise mode. I like doing the be a pro and they had this massive overhaul of the be a pro mode and people were like clamoring for it for years. Like you got to fix this mode, got to fix this mode. They, they did. And I remember playing it and being excited. And I was like, Oh, it's cool. It has like this storyline thing to it. And you know, it has, it has all these different like dynamics to it. And then, you know, it was it was like, oh, you know, your rookie season, you make an impact in the league and blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> and then you finish your rookie season and you go into the next year and it's basically the same thing. And you go into the next year and it's the same thing. And after playing like three seasons with my Bia Pro, I was like, OK, so this mode is basically good for like a year. And then it's the same thing over and over and over. And, and I, I no matter it's, how it's bad hard. you are, you're the first overall pick, too. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was the other thing. I was like, okay, I I played in the like, and the other thing that I loved about the the be a pro mode before they overhauled it was like, like Greg said, like you play like two seasons or three seasons in junior, and then you go into the draft and stuff. Like it felt more authentic to being like, oh, I'm a prospect coming up the the ranks or whatever. With the overhaul, it was like, oh, you only play in like the Memorial Cup, and then you go into the draft. And I'm like, well. I kind of wanted. I kind of like playing on some of these junior yeah, teams. And I stuff, liked playing know? a full season in the OHL, and then yeah, my my biggest part about that too is like, yeah, you 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 you're an okay player in juniors, and then you're like a first round pick by Tampa, and then you're in the opening night. Like you don't play any time in the AHL. Like I kind of right. play a season in the AHL. I think that'd be fun to do too. Like yeah, and then it's like nope, you're <laughs> you're a top pairing defenseman right on opening night as a rookie. Like no, that's not how yeah. this works. Yeah, yeah, I I I remember I played, uh, you know, I I I played like the the Memorial Cup. I I had like I don't know seven or eight points in like four games or something, and it was like you were the number two overall pick, and I was like a seventy overall. I'm like that makes no sense because usually <laughs> when you do these, you know, when when you do these games and like you see like you know the the top two or top three picks in the league each year, they're always like you know, when the rating actual ratings come out for the games, they're like, Oh, 80 overall or something like, like McDavid's rookie year. He was like, he came into the league as like an 84. Like, so <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm 70 overall. And now I'm the number one center, like two games into the regular season, right out of junior. Like what the hell's happening here? Yeah. Uh, so, so I, I, I think they do a lot to like, be like, Oh, okay. We're going to, you know, we're going to change the presentation and do all this stuff. But it's it's to your point, Jay, it's it's really hard to satisfy everyone. And what is what is good about the NHL game is that the gameplay itself has always been phenomenal. Like playing the game, 
getting into you know just 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 the on ice playing the game has always been great it's always felt really authentic to like what you would imagine playing a, a realistic hockey game would would feel like mm-hmm. it's just everything around it is like could be so much better and you talk about nba 2k like i feel like they have almost perfected the presentation around the game and it's it's a shame that ea basically has outside of outside of nba 2k there is no competition to ea in the sports in the sports games anymore because there used to be two there 2k used to have football uh used to have hockey and you know, it, it would it would force Madden and the NHL franchise to be better. And I remember, you know, back in in the the late two thousands, early twenty tens, when those when those games were you know stopped being produced. That's kind of when you saw like a little bit, especially in in the NHL series, where it was just like, okay, the game's kind of just getting recycled, and it's a little bit of just the same thing year after year because they probably knew. Okay, we're going to allocate some funds di- differently for funding for these games, and we don't have any competition in the NHL world or in the in the football world anymore. So, the the time and effort and whatnot put into the product is probably going to change a little bit. So, I, I just think the the actual gameplay has always been great. It's just the presentation around it is just it's it's needed tweaks year over year, and I just. I don't know. I kind of wish that the the offline modes would be able to catch up to the everything that's in the the online mode. Yeah, it's you know what else has always bugged me too about the offline is how can there not be a way to have rosters updated in real time? Like, right? You know I mean? Like if if there's a MLB the show does it, you can go play that day's games with the set lineups every day. And yeah, it takes manpower to make that happen. But with so many transactions in the NHL, I would love to just play like an authentic season. And if a guy gets traded and I turn the game on that night, he's not on my team anymore. I would love mm-hmm. to do that. I would love to play like that. But I, I guess, I don't know. I, I, I think it just must be that they probably survey what the fans want or they get feedback on stuff. And like you're talking about like, with the be a pro. Most they definitely people, get feedback. Yeah, most people probably just <laughs> don't want to go through the whole junior season in the eight. Like to us, that's cool, but I think to most people, they'd be like, "Just give me the NHL, and I want to be good." Right. You know. So in that case, just yeah. create yourself and put yourself on a team. That kind of defeats the whole purpose of be a pro to me. But right. Yeah. yeah whatever. Um, <laughs> we'll see. I do miss the two K games. I miss the. Uh, remember uh, NHL hits? The like really arcade ish. Yes. Oh um, my gosh! Yeah, that was got, one of the, that was one of the first games I had on the uh, on the original Xbox was NHL Hits 2002. Played the hell out of that game, and that was so much fun. We got Addie uh, a couple years ago. She really got into rock band. My buddy uh, Micah was like a rock band guitar hero, like YouTube star back in the day. So nice. we kept this thing, and we brought it out for a party. And the kids, like Addie, Addie's twelve, so her friends like really loved it. So I went to play not played against sports, um, half race books. And found like a cheap Xbox 360 and bought it. So I'm like, wait a minute. This opens up a world of possibilities. So I got NHL hits Mm. playing that. So yeah, it's it's fun. Those games were fun. And like what Greg is saying, like the simplicity, you know, A is shoot, B is check. Let's go. You know, Mm -hmm. like, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a gray beard here. My favorite hockey game of all time is still Blades of Steel. That game was the best. (laughs) So simple. And just, you know, Get the get the fight going, and you know, 
blades of steel and, and double dribble. Those games were the, were the, were the best back then. Um, I, I still, my favorite hockey game is still the midway two on two open ice challenge with Derek King on the Islanders. Um, <laughs> love that. I, I still play that. I love that game. It's amazing. Um, yeah, but you're, you're right. The simplicity when we, when we reminisce and, and we're nostalgic about video games, it's never because like the modes were, there's so many awesome modes. no, it was the game was fun to play. Yeah, yeah like Tecmo, Tecmo Super Bowl yeah. is still one of my favorite football games of all time. And you literally had eight plays to choose from. Right. Four running <laughs> plays, four passing plays. That was it. Right. Yeah, and Dan Marino was, couldn't realistically throw 110 yards if he wanted to, but in right. Tecmo Bowl, he could. It was fun as hell. And yeah, you, you picked Bo Jackson and you ran the Charlie Brown pattern down the field and it was, you were unbeatable. Yeah. yeah. You were unbeatable. Yeah. Exactly. It, it, you know, I love that game because if you pick the, the same play that the other guy picked when you were on defense, like all 11 guys automatically just got to the ball. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was like the Bears <laughs> offensive line. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. It, it was a ton of fun. And like, I remember those old school games, like the first time like Tecmo Bowl came out or then Tecmo Super Bowl when it had all the teams and you got to play multiple seasons with yeah. all the teams and all the players. I'll never forget the first time I, I saw at a, at a friend's house, RBI baseball. That was the first game that had the major league players on it. And I was just like blown away. Like, Oh my God, I can actually play as Ryan Sandberg. Granted you look at it now and you're like, this is just silly. But at the time, <laughs> you know, seven, eight years old, that it was the coolest thing I'd ever seen in my life. Uh, yeah. It would track so, stats and all that. Like that was, that yeah. was great. It saved was your game. It wasn't just playing one game as random lips on a screen. It saved everything, and you got to play. It felt real. And then you look back at it now and go, "God, this was so silly." But you know, it, that's as a kid, that's all you cared about. Like, just wanted it to be somewhat real. Tell me and, a better and, feeling and, than your your Tecmo Bowl player sprinting out of the hospital in full full uniform, getting ready <laughs> for the next game. Uh, when you're playing yeah. your season mode, like, oh, Walter, <laughs> Walter Payton's out of the hospital. Here comes Bo Jackson. He's back. Marion Butts, he's doing great. <laughs> Christian McCoy is healthy this week. You guys are screwed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that yeah, was fun. No, yeah. So what I, what I, what I remember um, as 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 a kid is when uh, when games would get like the official licensing, so they could use player names and stuff. I remember yeah. playing um, Ken Griffey baseball on super nintendo when i when i was younger and it was like i would i would always play with the mariners because it's like well ken griffey is on the cover he's awesome and he's in the game so i'm going to play as the mariners because i can at least play as ken griffey no one else in the game was the real player now they they would have some player models like you know uh the the, the guy batting cleanup on the white Sox. his name was i i always remember this the guy batting cleanup on the White Sox, his name was Big Magoo, and he was this big hulking guy. And I was like, "Oh, that's Frank Thomas." Okay, like I, Tom, I like Tommy I get Francis it. at first base. <laughs> yeah, right, right. And so I remember when, um, uh, I remember when the when the game got like licensing, and you could use all the player names. I was like, "Oh, like like you said, like it's it's feeling like oh, okay, it's it, this is real now. It's not just like oh, I'm just playing a baseball game. It's like oh, I'm playing like." an MLB baseball game with all yeah. the player names. Um, so I remember that being like really cool, uh, a really cool thing when, when I was younger, it was like, Oh yeah. Like now it's like real and stuff. I'm using the real players. Like I remember in, in the early Maddens too, you could have like 
the like classic rosters, but none of the players had the names. So it was just yeah. like, oh, it's like quarterback RB, num- number number five or whatever. Yeah. And it would but it, but you would know like, oh, OK, well, I remember whose number that was and all that stuff. So, well, there uh, was a while on, on the Genesis NBA games, um, the, the EA Sports where they didn't get the right. They had every player's name except Michael Jordan. Michael, Michael Jordan. Jordan didn't. Yeah. So he was just PG 23 on the on the Bulls. But you knew who he was and he was still the best player in the game. But right. Um, that stuff was fun. I remember a, a baseball game on Genesis 2. I can't remember the name of it, but it was they used the backdrops of the actual ballparks. Like when you mm. like it was like you had the eye, your view was like of the catcher, even when you were hitting, and it had like the backdrops of the real ballparks. And that was the first game that did that too, which was a lot of fun. <laughs> and and I want them to, to bring back the NCAA football games. Like, what's going on with that? Every those, year, those are every year. Back. My buddy Joe, I know he's listening. Shout out to Joe. He sends me uh, some tweet every year. They're finally bringing back NCAA football, and it never happens. Like he sent me that literally a couple weeks ago. My reply was, "Dude, you have sent me this twelve years in a row. <laughs> stop, stop getting my hopes hopes up. I always love the NCAA football it, games better than Madden. Next summer, it is." It is coming back. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm uh-huh. excited to see Whatever, what it's going to be. I'll believe it. No, it's like it. real, like real sure. press releases and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, speaking I of think- the Griffey thing, by the way, The Athletic did an entire story on the guys who named the fake players and how, oh, yeah. and how they came up with them. Yeah. Oh, so I'll send this to you uh, and maybe we'll tweet it out after the show tweet. But it's it's really fun. like Sammy Sosa in the game was E-Crash. <laughs> um, what was uh, I just saw here was Sandberg was oh, was it Olman or Ulrich? Something was uh, Sandberg's, yeah. Uh, B. Ulrich was Ryan Sandberg's yeah. name, and not all of them had reasoning behind them. But uh, look up that article, it's great. It, it's it just really is like insightful as to how they came up with the names for these players in that game. One, one thing that I'll always remember, and in, in uh, this will be my last like, like all remembering point about video games but in mlb two, 2005 uh or mvp baseball 2005 still the best every i i have it i i i still have my original xbox i still have mvp 2005 i i played it a lot um a couple of years ago um just to like reminisce but what's great about that game is the legend of John Dowd. Yep. Left left fielder for the San Francisco Giants who was a 99 overall and uh was was the replacement for Barry Bonds who mm-hmm. in that year declined the the licensing agreement from the MLBPA. So you had to have the best at the time the best player in the game uh w- was not able to did not want to be in the game. Uh, and so John Dowd, who, as uh, as as you uh, if you do some research, uh, was a producer for the game for EA Sports at the time, uh, just got his got his name into the game as as Barry Bonds. And and that was the uh, the legend there. I, I remember um, as a kid being like not really paying attention to like, oh, Barry Bonds isn't in the game. I remember playing as a kid and like going like through like a dynasty mode or whatever. And it was like, oh, the 2005 MVP was John Dowd. I'm like, who the fuck is John Dowd? (laughs) And then I had to like, oh, it's Barry Bonds. Like, oh, okay, I get it now. Like, yeah. John Dowd, brother of Blackhawks legend Jim Dowd. Yeah, might as well be. I thought, hold on a minute. Wasn't it? I'm trying to find out the real reason for that. I thought it was because wasn't Bonds a scab player? During the strike, so he wasn't part of the MLBPA, 
Or am I think I might be thinking of somebody no, else? No, I'm, I don't think that that doesn't sound. A, I, I, re I I was reading it here. It said that he declined the like declined to like agree to have his likeness okay. like in the game. That, that tracks with something him. like that. Yeah, right. Renowned pug. Yeah, who wants free money? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, one of my early memories at the score, like back in the days before I knew better, they're like, hey, Jake, go out uh, to Wrigley and help out uh, David Schuster. He's doing a reporting and see if you can help get a guest on. I'm like, yeah, cool. I don't know. I don't, <laughs> that sounds great. So I got to go in the field at Wrigley and I went to Barry Bonds and asked him if he wanted to do a radio interview. <laughs> I think his head turned in like 360 degrees. He's like, no, man, I don't do that shit. I'm like, okay. I just... <laughs> If you said yes, I'd be a hero. So it doesn't yeah, hurt to right. Doesn't hurt to yeah, ask, shoot your but... shoot your, shoot your shot, man. Go for it. I mean, I think Did he... you ask him if uh, John Dowd was available? <laughs> <laughs> man, excuse me, was... sir. Do you know where John Dowd is? I'd like to talk to him. Yeah, he was. I mean, Bonds is just massive. And and then Schuster introduced me to Sammy Sosa, who was like covered in sweat, and you could like see the blood coursing through his veins. I'm like, good lord, these just guys are dripping steroids. <laughs> it smells yeah. like. H H what is it? H G H? H G H. Yeah. Anyway, that was a uh, fun memories before I knew to not go talk to Barry Bonds because uh, <laughs> he will kill you with his eyes, which he did. Yeah. All right, let's wrap this up. That was a fun uh final top shelf Tuesday. One final reminder. Uh, we are always presented by PointsBet, and this football season, PointsBet is bringing you a better way to bet live on games. That means you can place live same game parlays, bet on the next drive to be a touchdown, and cash out your live second half bet. So whether you're on the move or on the couch, do it live with PointsBet. Download the PointsBet app today. Sign up with code CHGO to get your two risk-free bets up to $2,000. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. Okay, final Top Shelf Tuesday. We had our final Mailbag Monday. The season, believe it or not, is here. Wednesday. Kyle Davidson and Luke Richardson will speak. We will be there. Then we'll be live at 1.30 from our West Loop Studios. Training camp officially opens Thursday at 10 a.m. We'll be there. Then we'll be live at 1.30. Hockey season is here. We are on. And we will have our first post-game show a week from today. Let's effing go, fellas. Oh, we made it through the summer. Somehow we did it, but we did it. You know, we thought it was going to drag, and we had plenty of things to talk about. So I I appreciate the Blackhawks for uh, for giving us the content that we needed through the summer. It literally feels like we just did the draft show uh, like two weeks ago. Yeah. And here we are. Training yeah. camp starts in 48 hours. Like, I love it. People for don't let me forget I showed my feet on draft night. <laughs> that's, why the, that's why the numbers were so big. Yeah. But yeah, thanks to the Hawks for staying was... in the news for the right reasons. And uh, yesterday, by the way, yes. good example of that. Yeah, right. Uh, oh, yeah. Brought the mm -hmm. Highland Park hockey team uh, to Fifth Third Arena, let them play a scrimmage. And then, uh, oh, just Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane walked into the locker room. And to see those kids, uh, after all they've been through as a community, uh, see those two dudes walk in, uh, that had to be life-changing. So props That's to the Hawks. Awesome. That was their yeah. part of their day of service yesterday. They did a bunch of other uh, great stuff around the community as well. They're doing a whole whole week of it too, so that's 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 a good uh, good thing to see from the team to to get out into uh, into Chicago and the Chicago land and and really um, you know try try and connect with the community because I, not to not to go off on 
on a tangent here, but I, I think the the front office of this team has a lot of community rebuilding to do, and uh, they're they're putting in some some actual work to do it because they don't have the uh, they don't have the laurels that they used to to just rest on and be like, oh, well, we're a championship level team, so people are going to come and and love us no matter what we do. It's just like, no, you you guys got to build that back up now. Yeah, you don't have you don't have you don't have Stanley Cup aspirations to say like, yeah, we're we're great. It's like, no, you you, you gotta you gotta reach out again. I will say too, yeah. that's correct. There is rebuilding that needs to be done. Uh, but I, I will say that it does feel, at least based on our brief conversations with the people in charge, sincere that they do yeah. actually care and they do actually want to make a difference and it's not just damage control. You know, that's needed, of course, for a lot of the things they've done over the years. Um, but it does feel like this is a sincere effort from, you know, from Danny Wirtz on down, uh, this organization wants to be a, be good instead of evil, <laughs> which is a, a nice place to start Yeah, a much easier yeah. thing to root for. That's for sure. All right, Definitely. let's wrap it up. Hockey starts tomorrow. Let's do it, boys. We'll see you there at fifth third arena. And, uh, we'll talk to you guys all live at one from the studio for Greg and Mario. I'm Jay. This has been the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.